Hello everyone, praise be Jesus Christ. I'm continuing this uh, series on the theology of the body. This is talk four. Just again, little snippets to kind of give us some uh, penetration into this profound mystery of what it means to be male and female. So I'd like to read a few catechism quotes. Like the first quote from the Catechism of the Catholic Church is paragraph 341. And it says here, The beauty of the universe, the order and harmony of the created world results from the diversity of beings and from the relationship which exists among them. Man discovers them progressively as the laws of nature. They call forth the admiration of scholars. The beauty of creation reflects the infinite beauty of the Creator and ought to inspire the respect and submission of man's intellect and will. Obviously, it's a very dense a quote, but like in a nutshell, what is it saying? It's saying that if we have eyes to see, we will find God's fingerprints on everything, especially and par excellence on the human body. God crafted the curves and designs and lines and curves of our human bodies to reveal again this great eternal mystery hidden from time and eternity, the mystery of heaven revealed again in and through our bodies into this world, which is what's going on in heaven right now, the love of Christ the bridegroom for his church, the bride. So the beauty of the universe reflects the order and harmony of this created world, reflects uh, uh, the, the glory of the creator, the infinite beauty of the creator as it says. And it says here, it calls forth even the admiration of great scholars. And it also says what? That it, it, it inspires our respect and submission, meaning that holy awe and wonder, that gift of the Holy Spirit. Reminding, remember the uh, scripture, it says, fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear the Lord meaning awe and wonder, like, wow, God, you created that woman or that man or that person. You created and fashioned them for this exalted vocation of displaying your majesty, beauty, and glory to all of creation. So this is where we, you know, in Genesis 1, 27, again in 26, we're created in the image and likeness of God. And as I said last time, how our souls are revealed uh, and displayed through our bodies. Think of the body as the monstrance. You know, you know what a monstrance is for those that are Catholic, at least. The monstrance is that which holds the blessed sacrament, that um, beautiful golden uh, ornate um, vessel that holds the Eucharist, the consecrated host. And think of the soul as the consecrated host. Like Jesus is displayed through this amazing and glorious uh, monstrance. Like, you know, we're, our souls displayed through our body. Another quote from the Catechism to kind of keep just reflecting on this is, uh, paragraph 1147 it says God speaks to man through visible creation we're talking really here about prayer aren't we like when you see something like a sunset uh, a child an ocean a, a beautiful woman or uh, an amazing um, just glorious gift of uh, a field of flowers or or, um, or even a good meal there's something that, that calls us to like our minds want to be lifted, elevated. We want to recognize whose fingerprints are those. You know, the material cosmos, it says, is so present to man's intelligence 
that he can read their traces of its creator. Wow, that's beautiful. So the material world, the material cosmos is so present to man's intelligence that he can read therein traces of its creator. Light and darkness, wind and fire, water and earth, the trees and its fruit speak of God and symbolize both his greatness and nearness. Wow, God is so close. See, you know, this is one of, again, the, the tragedies of our, of our, uh, of the fall of our, into original sin is that our intellect has been darkened and our will has been weakened. Meaning what? We don't connect the material world with the immaterial world. Sin has divorced the created world from the, cre- from the immaterial um, world. It, it's divorced um, the, the visible world from the invisible world, like the body from the soul. And when you separate spiritual from physical, what do you get? Death. And so original sin at its heart is really the separation of the material world from the physical world. It's divorcing God from creation. And as I said before, when you divorce God from creation, what do you do? You worship, you start inevitably worshiping creation. You know, um, these false, inauthentic spiritualities begin to flow out. Um, So here... Again, light, darkness, wind, fire, water, earth, the tree, its fruits, speak of God, symbolizing both His greatness and nearness. You know, this is why throughout the ages, you look at uh, um, the civilization of mankind and how at times there was the worship of fire or water or wind, right? The Greek uh, gods and this whole idea of um, mythology. And this, this is all, again, the human heart looking for uh, uh, the nearness and closeness of God, wanting to find God, right? So, the next quote I'd like to look at is uh, CCC, that stands for Catechism of the Catholic Church, um, paragraph 1015. It says, The flesh is the hinge of salvation. How do you like that? The flesh is the hinge of salvation. What does that mean? It says here, We believe in God who is creator of the flesh. We believe in the Word made flesh. In order to redeem the flesh, we believe in the resurrection of the flesh, the fulfillment of both the creation and redemption of the flesh. The flesh is the hinge of salvation. That's from a church father. His name's Tertullian. Um, the hinge of salvation is the flesh, meaning what? If God didn't have a body, we couldn't be redeemed. Do we realize that? I mean, this is where the doctrine of understanding Mary's mother of God. Think about this. If there's no body, God can't save us. He needs a body. Where did he get it? Mary. Mary's womb, the nuptial chamber where humanity and divinity kiss and become one flesh. Every time you go to Mass, you're letting God's flesh enter your flesh. There's holy communion. Every time you go to Mass, you're at God's wedding. God's wedding for you and for me. My brothers and sisters, if we can have childlike hearts and be a little foolish here and fall in love with this great mystery, it's going to transform everything in your life. Because you can't get up in the morning knowing that God married you and be sad. You can't. No matter what happens to us, we can 
overcome all things through him who is in us. Because he who's in us is greater than he who's in the world. As the Bible says, God is in you and I. We are temples of his spirit. This is why we want to, again, protect the life of God and grace in us through holy confession. You know, repenting of our sins. Denying our flesh a bit so that we can focus upon, you know, the, the soul. And Because and, if our soul's not in order, again, we're going to worship food, drink, sex, and we're going to have things out of place in our life. So, the flesh is the hinge of salvation. That's not just for the incarnation, but as Catholics, we believe that we're called to participate in God's saving work in a very mystical way as the mystical body of Christ. Meaning what? When I have a headache, it's not just my headache. God married me, meaning God's going to share my headache with me, and He's going to enter in love into it out of love for me and he's going to say Michael your headache shared with me can save all the hard-headed people in the world Michael your headache shared with me will save the stubborn the proud the arrogant Michael your stiff neck offered up to me because you slept wrong is going to save all the stiff-necked people Michael your your back pain um, offered up to me with me is going to save all those who are out of line with my will Michael your stomach ache offered with me is going to save all those who aren't digesting the truth uh, Michael your eyes which hurt from for love of me and I offer it for love of you I'm going to save all those blind that can't see me on and on use every part of your body um, you can talk about every part of your body and turn it into a prayer the flesh is the hinge of salvation Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. John Paul II said that man or, or that Jesus is the human face of God and the divine face of man. Chew on that for a moment. Jesus Christ is the human face of God and the divine face of man. Amazing. One more quote from the Catechism, uh, paragraph 477. I know this is a lot, but man, it's good. Re-listen to this again so you can hear it and start uh, allowing the Spirit of God to make it flesh in you. At the same time, the church has always acknowledged that the body of Jesus, that in the body of Jesus we see our God made visible and are caught up in love of God we cannot see. The individual characteristics of Christ's body express the divine person of God's Son. He has made the features of the, His human body His own to the point that they can be venerated when portrayed in holy images for the believer who venerates the icon is venerating in it the person of the one it depicts. So icons are good, you know, pictures, images, statues. These all are holy reminders for us to what? To experience God in the flesh. So look right under your nose because that's where he's present. Let your prayer be in the awareness of how close he is to you right now. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.